welcome to the first episode of Monsters, Myths, and More. I'm your host, Justin. Today, I actually have a very special guest. He comes all the way from Canada. He's been called a lot of things, but you should never call him late for dinner. He is Carmen the King Cosner. How's it going, Carmen? Good, man. Good. It's going well. How are you? I'm doing all right. You know, uh, I don't know if you saw, but uh, we have a cyclone of death coming towards us. Yeah, yeah, that looks that looks really scary, actually. So, uh, are you guys going to be okay? Uh, probably. I mean, most of Florida is underwater, so you know we'll probably all be dead by Tuesday. But uh, <laughs> beyond that, uh, we'll probably be fine. Everything's as long fine. as long, everything's fine. As long as you get this podcast on the air. You will be immortalized forever, so nothing yeah, else like, matters. Justin. You know, forty-six thousand years from now, when you know aliens are repopulating our uh, our planet, <laughs> you know they'll maybe come across this. Who knows? Of course, of course, that's the only thing that'll matter. So, uh, how's uh, how's Canada treating you? Good, good. Uh, uh, we're we're having some uh, warm weather, if you can believe it. Uh, it's rare right now. Yes, uh, our summers can get pretty hot. Actually, not as hot as Florida, obviously, but they are hot. And I'm just enjoying the last of it before uh, winter comes. You know, as they say in Winterfell, winter is coming, and it is coming. <laughs> so I imagine it's, it's we'll weird be that it White just keeps Walkers coming. It's almost like that. it's a cycle. <laughs> it is. A, yes. Correct. Uh, I imagine we'll be seeing White Walkers uh, by by uh, November. So, you, you know, I've never seen uh, Game of Thrones. I need to watch it. Oh, you have to see it. You have to see it. It's so good. It must be uh, pretty rough though, living in Canada, having your health care paid for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, we, we suffer as we must. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone's got to suffer, and I'm just glad that uh, you know you guys chose uh chose it to be you very uh very self-sacrificing thank you well you're welcome we try we certainly try all right so carmen um i'm sure even in canada you've probably been told that america has gone to the moon right uh, i did hear something about that yes and uh in, probably once in, or in twice class. once <laughs> or twice I think you can find it on the internet too. You can find a lot of things on the internet, uh, but I think if you look really hard, you can also find that America did go to the moon uh, in in sixty nine. Your hot take on it? My hot take on it. Well, I mean, it's it's an amazing accomplishment. It's just a it's a standard history lesson that you learn in school, uh, you know. So. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's a great accomplishment. It's one of those things where you learn and you think, wow, that's that's really cool. And you kind of move on from that. Uh, technology has come a long ways and uh, there's no telling what else we might do, uh, you know, You and in your the wife future. probably look up at the moon and go, oh, or I, I, actually just you, your wife's American, but you probably look <laughs> up at the moon and go, oh. I wish we had a flag on the moon. Don't you know? <laughs> yes. Every night. Every night. I, w I wish we had an astronaut, a beaver in an astronaut suit who planted it. So, well, one you day, know, normally I'd say something like I sympathize, but I don't because our flag is up there. So maybe <laughs> so, someday. So I've been told, yes. Maybe someday the beavers and the moose, moose is will um, construct like a wooden <laughs> rocket or something and go to the moon. That's right. That's right. 
sure <laughs> wood would be the appropriate material. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That'll totally work. So, okay. 5% of the U.S. population do not believe we went to the moon. What do you think? Have you ever heard that? I haven't. Uh, that's... That's pretty scary, to be honest. It's a lot of people, and probably like a good amount of those people vote. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, Driver's licenses, you know. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of these, you know, I'm sure a lot of these people aren't stupid people. But at the same time, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of people to, to, to be proud in ignorance. Yeah, and that's no, absolutely. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, some a, of these moon great. guys, these uh, these conspiracy boys, can uh, can get pretty hardcore. Uh, there's actually a video on YouTube of Buzz Aldrin punching a moon conspiracist in the face. Oh, Dude, <laughs> yeah. I there's there's a video out. of Bart Sibrell getting punched uh, right in the face by Buzz Aldrin. He was like getting up on Buzz Aldrin, screaming at him, and like cornering him, and just sock them one. That's amazing. I'm going to have to YouTube this after we're done. So um, part of the podcast, we're actually going to explore some of the mystery around the moon landing and try to just understand some of the skepticism uh, surrounding it. I think a lot of the distrust about the United States going to the moon, it mostly comes from people that just outright do not trust the government. They probably ask themselves or say to themselves, you know, well, what else are they lying about? Uh, I, I think it's not necessarily a bad thing to question. You know, I think you kind of should question your government. You know, is my government doing the right thing? Because typically, if you leave people with a lot of power to their own devices, typically they'll go and do bad things. Uh, what, what's your kind of hot take on it? Yeah, well, I think. Uh there is a healthy amount of skepticism that we should have, especially when it comes to our beloved governments. Um, but uh, obviously, in this case, there are some people who take it a bit too far. They, they, um, I guess they, they like to think that they have a secret knowledge no one else has, or or a way of saying that you know that they're on. To the government that uh, that you know they're they're on to those guys and they know the truth and nobody else uh, that nobody else has access to and maybe it makes them feel special. Uh, they in either case they they take their skepticism uh, from a healthy place to a more extreme level uh, that breaks the um, uh, barriers of reality. Really, yeah, yeah, and you know I don't want to just crush every conspiracy theory out there um, outright and say, oh, they're all stupid. I think, you know, if, I don't want to say simple-minded because I feel like that's just kind of rude, but I feel like to some people, the idea of us landing on a foreign planet and then getting back in a spaceship and then coming back to Earth safely alive, I mean, that, that is a pretty big thing. Huge, huge. Yeah, and I mean, I understand uh, because, I mean, when you really think about it, it was, uh, I, I forget the exact dates because I'm terrible with history, but it was only a few decades before, well, more than a few decades, but uh, 
you know, some decades before the moon landing where the first airplane was invented. So, I mean, air travel, air travel was still incredibly new at the time. And I think people were still getting used to air travel and then they're being told, Hey, we've, you know, gone into space now like that. That was probably too much for, for some people to, uh, to accept. Uh, but I guess we'll, we'll get into it later in the podcast, but uh, it's interesting from what I understand, you can correct me if I'm wrong, from what I understand, the moon landing conspiracies didn't really pop up until uh, uh, quite some time after the moon landing, which is interesting. And I guess we can talk about that later, but yeah. Absolutely. And uh, we'll definitely talk about that. But one thing I do want to say is, so what a lot of them think about and why they're skeptical is because in the entire recorded history of man, only one country, one country out of all the countries, all the people in all of history has ever been successful in going to the moon. That country obviously is the United States. Uh, We sent up 12 people to the moon from 1969 to 1972. And then we stopped, no more, never went back to the moon, nothing. Now, mind you, we went to the moon in the late 60s. Your average toaster oven nowadays has more computing power than the technology they use. So I think to some people, not all, but to some people, that's where some of the skepticism mostly comes from. I mean, I can kind of see how you'd come to that conclusion, especially if you lived through the 60s. You know, mm. you never witnessed groundbreaking technology. So in your mind, you know, maybe you live in a very rural part of the United States, you know, you, you don't even have a refrigerator, you don't have indoor plumbing, you know, you you have no idea what these fancy inventions are. And somehow, you know, you live, uh, I guess in today's standards, third world conditions, but you're living in third world conditions. And then somehow, you know, we have the technology to go to the moon. Even today, even in 2019, it still is a pretty remarkable thing to send someone to another planet. That is still something done by only one country. And then only a very, very tiny, tiny minority of countries have ever sent anything to the moon. I'm talking about like robots or even satellites. That's, I think India is one, Japan might be another. Um, the, The list is very small. Yeah, and I mean, when you take all that into consideration, it just seems like the whole idea of people walking on the moon just seems far too grand. You know, it's it's the mm-hmm. stuff of science fiction, you know, it's the stuff of fantasy. I mean, there, there's no possible way that this can be a reality, you know, in some people's minds, which, you know, I, again, I understand to a degree. But uh, yeah, no, it, it certainly makes it understandable why, why there are some people who uh, uh, look on this whole thing very skeptically. So if you had to guess, how many people do you think collectively worked on the lunar program, the Apollo program? Ooh. <laughs> uh, well, I guess off the top of my head, a couple of thousand, at least, at least. Just like uh, one or 2,000? No, no, okay, okay. Well, let's, uh, I'll just throw a number out there. I'll just say 30,000. Okay. All right, that, that's that, that's a, a good number. And what do you think the likelihood would be of these 30,000 people 
not saying a word about the quote unquote hoax of the moon landing. Yeah, I mean that would be that that would be uh, an almost impossible and improbable thing to keep quiet. Uh, Thirty thousand people, you know, that's a secret supposedly a big secret, you know, uh, guarded to thirty thousand people. I mean, just law of averages tells you one of them's going to talk. You know? Yeah, you think by now someone would, but this is where it gets interesting. So it's actually not thirty thousand people; it's actually four hundred thousand people. Four hundred thousand. Oh, wow. So you had four hundred thousand scientists, engineers, technologists, machinists, electricians from not only the U.S. government but also several, several. Uh, mega corporations um, that actually make a lot of weapons and uh, vehicles, as well as some of the space vehicles that we're using today. Oh, wow. And uh, what's interesting is the main motivation for believing in the moon hoax is that you can't trust the government, you can't trust our leaders, you can't trust authority. How could you trust that 400,000 people? would not talk, a single person would not talk about any of this without any real evidence for the last 50 years. Like how, there's no way. How is that possible? Yeah, there's, there's no way. I mean, at that point, whatever conspiracy theory you have, you're just pulling out of whole cloth there. Like there's, you know, no hint of, uh, uh, of evidence behind, uh, you know the common theories that I guess we'll we'll, we'll get into. Four hundred, like try keeping a room full of uh, a secret with a room full of twelve people, for example. Like there's, you know, one of them's bound to talk. Four hundred thousand, like it's no, 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 no. Uh, if if this was if this was such a huge government cover up hoax, whatever. Um, Fifty years later, like you said we would have uh, tons of people talking by now, I'm sure. Absolutely. Um, so. so the first conspiracy theory we're actually going to be looking at is, one, the moon landing is fake because the American flag looks like it's flapping in the wind. So huh. I don't know if you've ever watched the moon landing, but when Armstrong and Aldrin, they're both putting up the flag, it it does look like it's waving. It does. But that's very easily explained. It it's literally waving because there is gravity. It does exist even on the moon. I feel like a lot of people don't realize that, or they don't just don't take that into account. But it's not it's not waving in the wind uh, due to wind. It's waving because it it still has kinetic energy in it. You know, the gravity is like what a third of it is on Earth. Right. Right. Aldrin and Armstrong, they were both putting the flag up, and they actually had a lot of difficulty because the moon, one, is really, really rocky. So they had a lot of trouble getting the pole uh, in the moon. And then you can see the flag moving as they move the pole. So they're still moving it. They're trying to find a soft enough spot to put the, the flagpole down. And what this does, it actually creates a ripple effect that makes the flag look like it's waving in the wind. Now, a lot of conspiracy theorists act like this is their gotcha moment, but no, it's not. And like I said, you know, I mean, even on the moon, gravity still exists. If you drop something on the moon, it'll fall to the ground. But uh, as they were unfurling the flag, I guess the flagpole malfunctioned. 
the rod that was used to keep the flag upright got stuck. Uh, it wasn't fully extending, which is why if you look at the, the flag photos, the, the flag wasn't fully extended on the flagpole. They had actually had a lot of trouble. Could you could you imagine though, like what would have been going through their minds though? Like, you know, this this freaking flagpole is stuck. They're on the moon. They're like two hundred forty three thousand miles away from Earth, so they can't like you know just go home and get get a new one. Like, and and this flagpole probably costs thirty six thousand dollars for whatever yep. reason, we don't know right. why, but it, it does. And he's just probably screaming, just literally screaming <laughs> as loud as he can in his airtight <laughs> astronaut suit, just just screaming like Yosemite Sam. <laughs> just screaming. And like Aldrin, is his friend is like, are you okay? Are you okay? He like reaches over and like turns off his, uh, his communicator so no one on Earth can hear him screaming. <laughs> I get that would so be me. Oh gosh, that would suck though. Like no, literally, the whole suck. world is like 600 million people in the 1960s are watching you and watching you not being able to put a gosh darn flag on the moon properly because <laughs> the bloody like literally is giving you trouble. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like he literally risked his life to do this. Yes, <laughs> and NASA had one job. They only put one flagpole on the lunar lander. Even you know, work. doesn't even no, I work. Hope someone, I hope someone got fired. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure plenty of people got fired. Um, you know, because <laughs> they had to be silenced by the government for you know crafting this hoax. Anyways, uh, <laughs> 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 oh gosh, yeah, no, that that would be <laughs> talk about pressure, man. That would be so frustrating. So frustrating. It's like you're the first man on the moon. You're doing this, uh, and it's nothing's going according to plan with this bloody flag. And uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I would probably step into the shuttle and drink. That's what I would have done. Hopefully they uh, they put a bottle of of Jack or something on. Or probably. you know what? They probably didn't because this lander in today's dollars probably cost a billion dollars. So they're like, yeah, you can't drink. Sorry. <laughs> it's like no alcohol. You have to wait till you get home. I guess all the more motivation to get home. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. exactly. So the second big conspiracy theorist we're, we're going to talk about um, is the moon landing is fake because you can't see the stars in any of the photographs. Now, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this one makes sense if you stopped reading books in second grade and never yeah. read anything else ever again. Right. Right. So... Basically, the moon has no atmosphere. There's nothing to dilute the sun's powerful rays. The sun you're receiving is is literally directly from the sun. It's it's not coming from an atmosphere. It's not being reflected or refracted. None of that. You're wearing a bright white suit, and you're standing on right. a floating ball made of loose sand and rocks that are also bright white and very highly reflective. So literally everything is blinding white. You would need a camera right. with a much higher exposure photograph to photograph the stars that are present. Um, it, it, I, I find this to be one of, I guess, the dumbest ones, just because, like, you know, if you try and take a photograph of the the night sky with a crappy cell phone camera, you're not going to get any of the stars. No, none of the stars are going to be in your photograph, right? Have you ever tried that? 
Yeah, yeah. Tried that uh, on those cheap, especially those old cheap cell phone cameras, and you know it mm-hmm. turn, turns out all fuzzy and blurry, and you yeah, wonder why you taking a picture of the moon money. is too much for it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, no, this. <laughs> uh, see, I mean, I can kind of understand the flag one a little bit, maybe. Uh, this one's a bit, you know. I'm like, are you guys even trying? Like, is this, <laughs> like, like, I'm sorry. That's you know, it's it's the moon. It's literally the the satellite that gives uh, Earth light at night because it reflects the sun. Now, when you stand on this satellite that is reflects the sun, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, yeah, you're not going to be able to see the stars um, or even photograph them or whatever. It'll be, you know, just just like we see in the pictures. It's pitch black because the camera, uh, certainly the camera at the time, uh, just didn't have the high enough resolution to capture anything beyond uh, the actual sunlight. Uh, so, yeah, this one, it's yeah, it's almost insulting uh, <laughs> because. Yeah. Well, yesterday but, I went out. I went outside and I took a took a photo of the night sky with my cell phone camera at nine o'clock, and I just started screaming, o'clock. "I gotcha! <laughs> I gotcha!" Yes. I mean, th- this is. Pr- knew they're almost, lying. <laughs> this is almost as bad as saying, you know, uh, uh, we know the sun is a lot cooler at night. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's, just, it's oh. a, just on that level of, of absurdity. But, you, yeah. you can't not prove that carmen <laughs> yeah this is true well did you see that onion article it was posted years ago uh where it says uh, uh that kim jong-un was sending up uh, astronauts to go to the sun at nighttime so it wouldn't burn them <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god and you know what's uh you know you know what's sad is there's actually a good amount of people that believe still believe the onion is a real uh news site yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> and that's oh, what's scary. Makes for good times. Makes for good times. So one of the last um, last conspiracy theories that I think we're going to really delve into, and you know, uh, like I told you earlier uh, before this podcast, since this is our first, po- first podcast, we're not really going to do a super long deep dive. We're just going to kind of try and make the podcast, get it going. And then um, hopefully we will start doing some deep dives. I'm hoping for our second episode. I'm not going to say what it's about because you already know what it's about, but I don't want to make any, uh, any promises I can't keep, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, The, the third conspiracy theory that we're going to look into is if we really went to the moon in 1969, why have we never been back? Clearly, aliens clearly i I think actually i I don't know (laughs) there's no no (laughs) no other logical explanation case closed we solved it guys all right everyone go home pack it up there was yeah the the president who was the president at the time 72 was it nixon no that would have been lbj no no in 72 that would have been nixon Nixon, LBJ yeah. so, would have been the president during '69, right? So, so Nixon clearly had a meeting with the aliens on the moon, and they said, "Listen, guys, you know, you're interrupting our our nap time. Come on." Uh, so that's why we haven't been back. It's re- it really is that simple. I mean, you know, 
I just want to know where are the moon cities, the moon resorts, the moon factories. I mean, if you have ever read anything from the 50s, like in 2020-ish, uh, there should be literal cities on the moon, and there are none. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that would be really cool if one day that happened. But yeah, all those old pulpy sci-fi uh, things from the 50s, yeah. They all talked about that a lot, didn't they? Uh, yeah, which yeah. So still, still none of it is there. Uh, you know, maybe in another fifty years. <laughs> I, I, no, I don't think I'll be alive by the time they start doing that. Um, so Apollo seventeen was the last mission to the moon that actually took place in nineteen seventy two. Since then, humans have never returned. So, you know, again, like, that's probably why, you know, some people go, well, maybe that's because we never went to the moon in the first place. I, I don't think that's it. I, I do. I want to be very careful. I say this. I do kind of sympathize with this one a bit um, just because it. I think it is a real question. Like, you know, if we did go to the moon, if we had the technology in the late 60s to go to the moon, why haven't we done it again? Or why haven't we set up a base or or this or that? And um, right. there actually are a couple of really good answers. So Apollo 17 wasn't meant to be the end of the lunar program. There were actually a lot of factors that influenced uh, this during this time that had been building up since the late 1960s. So uh, for some of our listeners who may not have paid attention in history class or literally are not from the United States, during this time, you had the civil rights movement, which was giving rights to people that were not white. Uh, you had the Vietnam War raging at the time from 1965 to 1973. Also in the amount of money that was being spent on the Apollo program, there were actually a lot of people that even with the achievements we've made with the technological progress that it brought, still were not a fan of the price tag that the Apollo program cost. From 1963, or I'm sorry, from 1960, which is when the lunar program began to get us to the moon. That's when JFK really started it. And that went all the way to 1973. The United States had spent $28 billion. Ooh. Now, that, um, from what I understand, that is actually in 19, uh, late 1960s, uh, early 1970s money. $28 billion back then. That's a lot of money for for back then, man. That's a that lot is, of money. That's a lot of money, even for now. Yep. So in today's dollars, that doesn't sound like a lot. But if you were to adjust it for today's dollars, the $28 billion would actually be $288 billion. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's probably why a lot of wow. people are like, uh, we can't afford this. Yeah, it's no. really Send cool it we back, have a Karen. flag. We we have a flag on on a foreign planet. That's really cool, but like we're going bankrupt. Stop. Yeah. Send it back, Karen. So take the um, receipt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if we can get a receipt. Um, public support for the program had actually sharply dropped off after Apollo 11. NASA and the U.S. government could no longer justify the amount of money they were spending on this. And just to give you a little bit of a comparison, the Vietnam War, how much would you guess that cost? If the lunar program was $288 billion, how much do you think the Vietnam War cost in today's dollars? In today's, oh, God. Uh, 
was a lot. It was a lot. I bet. I, I'm sure more than the than the uh, lunar program. So I don't know. I'll say like six hundred billion dollars, roundabout estimate. Nine hundred and fifty billion dollars. Holy crap, man! That's that. That's and, and just to give you some context, we had like half a million people fighting in Vietnam. Vietnam Oof. was 1965 to 1973. Uh, heavy fighting, by the way, very heavy fighting. We're talking tanks, helicopters, uh, yeah. you know, lots of infantry, uh, a, a huge program, basically. Um, and the Apollo program cost a quarter of the Vietnam War. And the Apollo program only sent 24 people into space. And then 12 of which had actually stepped on the moon. Like I said, it took a quarter of the cost of Vietnam to do it. I know, man. I, so you, you kind of have to ask yourself, how much would it cost to build a lunar base? Oh, gosh. Uh, and, and that would trillion, be... Trillions. I mean, just the, the startup would be in the hundreds of billions. And then, you know, like... You you can't look at things like a one-time cost because it would you know it's it would be something that would you would have to keep pouring money into you would have to keep right. maintaining uh, you would have to send resupply rockets everything you can't make oxygen and water on the moon right oh no exactly you can't, you can't exactly. farm you can't moon you know you you can't you can't grow cotton to build your own clothes you can't make new equipment you know what I mean yeah it's one of those things where I mean. It, it, it's like an empty pit. I mean, you're always going to be pouring into it, but it, uh, it'll never fill unless we actually get to the point where we can, uh, I guess the word is terraform the moon, but why would we do that? Uh, <laughs> uh, unless you were able to do that, yeah, there's there's no way that, that that price tag would stay fixed. It would just keep rising and rising and rising. So Absolutely. And uh, just to be clear, there actually was a plan to establish a lunar moon. Uh, the United States Believe didn't that. want to put a base, a permanent lunar base, um, before keep turning an eye on to those the, Russians. Yeah, yeah. Just point that, uh, point that telescope down. Let's just look down, and then uh, you'll see the Ruskies. Yeah. See the Ruskies with their vodka. Yes, there definitely was a push to establish a permanent lunar base before turning to the next major space exploration challenge. But the truth is, it just didn't happen. And it's not a grand conspiracy either. It's actually just politics. Isn't that the always time. the way? Yeah, yeah. I mean, isn't that what it always comes down to? It's usually not even conspiracy. It's it's just politics and timing. Uh, oftentimes, the truth is, you know, lame, for the lack of a better description. I think that's another reason you've got so many conspiracy theorists, because when you you know, when you break it down, you look at the actual reasons. They look at it and go, "No, no, come on!" I mean, that that's that's it's too anticlimactic a reason. You need something grander, something bigger. You know, uh, a cloak and dagger things. Uh, you know, shadowy figures who, you know, don't you know who who uh, have nefarious intentions and want to fool the masses by saying we went to the moon and because that accomplishes their purposes for whatever reason, you know, you got to make something big out of it. And, uh, you know, when you say, well, it just boiled down to politics and, 
and uh, it's too expensive. Sorry. Uh, it's kind of lame. It's anticlimactic. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, you expect this big thing, you know, this uh, this guy in the corner just cackling maniacally. <laughs> you know, exactly like, I'll like show that. you the yeah. moon, you know, like Emperor Palpatine or whatever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The moon is mine. <laughs> that's no moon. Uh, is it a moon? No. A moon? I think that's where a lot of the steam comes from, is because it kind of, the lunar program just kind of leads to nowhere. It leads to this achievement that while it is massive, we ended up not putting a base on, and we ended up not doing it again since right. 1972. You know, it's... I don't want to say it seems hollow because I think like I'm actually a huge fan of the Apollo program. I think it's absolutely astounding what they did. Um, and it obviously is because again, no other country has done it yet. So either yeah, I think part of it is a cost. It's a cost issue. And then the other part is it's actually really hard to send people and things into space and have sure. them not die. Yeah, oh, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Really hard, really risky. And I mean, mm. since we have, uh, you know, greater technology today, I mean, they, they still send probes to the moon or rovers. Yeah, yeah and, uh, and about what you said earlier, I don't, I don't think our politicians... Most of our politicians are honestly clever enough to concoct some sort of grand conspiracy like that. I, I feel like those people, like they just give so much intelligence to some of our leaders, to so, you know, some of our people in Congress, and I, I just don't think it is like that at all. Frankly, with a lot of them, you wonder how they tie their shoelaces in the morning, let yeah. alone. Yeah, especially when you hear what you know some of the headlines going on i mean there there really is a, a more logical answer than you know some sort of grand plot the truth is is they started paying more attention and pivoting to living in space that was their new program <clears throat> by this time they started skylab did you ever hear about skylab no oddly enough i haven't no so skylab was actually the united states's first little space station it actually was not that big uh, comparatively to the International Space Station, but it was America's first space station where people lived in space. Oh, wow! Yeah, it was actually pretty cool. Oh, cool. That's like yeah, and Star then, Trek um, Deep Space Nine right there. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Instead, even after Skylab, they really turned their attention in the 80s to the space shuttle program. Instead of a one-time use rocket, they wanted a reusable spaceship that could hold a lot of cargo, take it up, and then come back down, uh, glide in like an airplane. Mm. Wow. And by then, by then they, they started uh, planning the International Space Station. So when you have the space shuttle, you have the International Space Station in the works or already there, and you're spending a lot of money either maintaining it or building it, there's not there's not really a lot more room to ask, you know, hey, Congress, can can we uh, can we triple our budget so we can go to the moon again? Yeah, Congress will give you a big fat no, no. no. Yeah, That's Congress not would uh, not be okay with that. Not be okay with that at all. No. But that does make a lot of sense, though, overall, you know, why we stopped going and what we've done instead, so... It just, it, it, yeah, like you like you said before, it makes more logical sense, and it's you know more in line with uh, 
NASA's way of thinking, you know, research and so forth. So that's great. Think we'll ever go back? I'd like to think we we would. Uh, Actually, I should ask this way. Do you think we'll ever go back if we ever win at all? <laughs> uh, I definitely think we went before. Uh, I'm, uh, I think eventually we will go back. I don't think it'll be for a while, though, because like I said before, right. they, they send up probes and su- such. There's really no need for humans to go back. But I think we will eventually. I think, you know, one of these days there will be an actual base on the moon. Uh, you know, we kind of take our time with, um, you know, advancing and doing things that our ancestors in the 50s said we would be doing. But you know, there, there's, no, there's no reason why a base on the moon is implausible or even a city on the moon, especially if you, well, I, I, I don't know, if you take into into account climate change and so forth over the next hundred years, if nothing will be done, uh, you know, maybe we'll have no choice but to go to the moon. So uh, I definitely think it's in the cards for the future. I don't know. I think a climate change ravaged earth would probably still be preferable than to the moon (laughs) because the moon is, I don't know, man, it seems a little bit more harsh, no atmosphere, (laughs) really, really loose, sandy rock. Yeah, yeah, it would be it would be challenging. It would be challenging for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I do, I do think it's in the cards one day. You have Elon Musk, so he will probably tweet uh, on a whim, be like, "I am going to take us to the moon." I, I can't do a South Everyone. African accent. I, I don't know how to. He has a weird accent. Uh, I, I can't imitate know. it. But yeah, he's going to be like, "I'm going to take us to the moon, guys." <laughs> going to take us to the moon. You're all coming with me. All aboard. If only. <laughs> if only, yes. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right, folks, thank you so much for joining us here at Monsters, Myths, and More. We really appreciate you guys listening. Please give us some feedback. Rate our podcast. Please come back for our next episode. Thanks for listening and hope to see you again.